0: The big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the
1: simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions. Love talk Radio. Oh, Mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep. Law is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we will unleash hell here in December. Oh, Mama, I can hear. Ryan, you're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I'd hey, like to play football. I'm coming down from the gallows, and I don't have fairies on. Tyler Madikay, which said, "Man, what I would do to see the screen go black and just hear the opening lines of Renegade, oh mama." And you know what? We got to hear it. And Tyler, pretty Red, if you're listening to the show, you could have got it today, just like that. And what show is that, my friends? Well, it is the Steeler Hangover with Tony Defio and Brian Anthony Davis from Behind the Steel Curtain. Dot. Calm, part of SB Nation. Now, my friends, I know you're saying a hangover. How are you hungover from a Steeler game? Are you still worried about December? 12? No, I'm not worried about the 23rd. I'm not worried about the 30th when uh, when the Browns, you know, choked up against the Ravens, and the Steelers were sent home for the playoffs. That's nah, just a hangover. It's hangover from the week that was in Steeler Nation, and that's what we're going to talk about today. And in the lines of Renegade, they talked about wanted man. And uh, you know what? During free agency, in the first week of free agency, the Steelers came up with three wanted men, and a few Steelers were wanted men on the other side of it too. So before we discuss all that, I've got to welcome my good friend, the uh, the biggest fan of Lou Bega and Momo Number Five that you'll ever meet, Anthony Duffio. How are you, my friend?
0: Hey Brian, I am very good, very good. Um, that's the first time I've ever, ever been called the biggest fan of, of that guy, but I guess it's my own fault. So uh, happy <laughs> Monday, and uh, and uh, and uh, I can't wait to talk some free agency and some other things with you this week.
1: So, you know what? I am not a big fan of – I hate I, – I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I hate April Fool's Day. I, I just – for amateurs, everyone goes out there and tries to screw around. And I know we've – a few of us have written some funny articles. I've never done the April, April Fool's Day article, but I tell you what I would be doing today if it was April, Fool, April Fool's Day. I would be writing the biggest article concerning the Pittsburgh Steelers going after Vontez Perfect just to see the entire comment section explode. Because Vontez Perfect is indeed a free agent after the Cincinnati Bengals let him go today. Tony, let's start off the show right away. Should the Steelers go after Vontez Perfect? Fact or fiction, they should.
0: Uh, Fiction, but you should write an article about it, Brian, because people will fall for it, I'm telling you. They'll fall for it. You could put April Fool's right there oh. in the article and they'll still fall for it. And on social media, it would be, It'll be. You would just be. Yeah, you'd love it.
1: It'll be worse than. Well, see, here's the problem with that. That's, since it's not April Fool's Day, that just takes credibility away. Then next thing you know, you're Ian Rappaport just uh, spewing out lies. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm still salty from that and the whole buffalo thing um blowing up that trade, but you know, that's that's for uh that's for the archives now but uh you know let let's just say i a part of me would just love it if they went and picked up Vontez perfect just to have Steeler Nation go absolutely insane <laughs> it would be I I'm a part of Steeler Nation. I love it. But the comment section would be alive. People would be losing their absolute ever loving minds, Tony. And it would be just like, you know, if I wrote that article, it would be just like a few years ago. I mean, we're veterans now. Um 2015 when both of you both of us wrote a uh a Michael Vick article and people went insane. The Ronies would never bring in Michael Vick. You're disgusting. I used to get, I got hate mail, hate email. Oh yeah. And I yeah. was, I was just brand new to the site and I was like, Oh my gosh, what is this? I'm showing my wife. I'm like, I, I don't know if I can handle this. And like I quickly got over it. Now I'm on the other end. I just want to mess with people. <laughs> I don't think Vontez perfect would be uh, coming to Pittsburgh, but Hey, that is an inside linebacker and he's got a little nasty edge. That w- that would be interesting if they, they would decide to go do that. I just don't see it happening at this point. I see him more as a as an Oakland Raider.
0: Yeah, it's about the only team that could probably uh willing be willing to take him now, uh Raiders. Uh I mean five years ago it'd have been great. You know, because that was before I was five years uh less uh of his antics so yeah that would have been great but yeah not now i think uh i think he's pretty much done and i think i think like you said it would be just a it would be michael vick and chicago from two years ago combined if they would actually do that i mean you would you would have people
1: Ooh, we were together for chicago, yeah yeah it, it would be
0: yeah it would be uh people sending back their Jack Lambert jerseys, that's how mad they would be. I mean, there's no way it would would do it, but but who knows? Strange things have happened. (laughs) But I guess with with Mark Barron now in the fold, I guess we don't have to worry about that uh,
1: uh, taking place. No, you know, so that's you're jumping right into it, Tony Deffio. So uh, that's that's exactly what we're talking about. The theme of the show tonight are the moves that the Steelers have made. Uh, The Ravens and Browns have made huge moves, and we all know that. I mean, from Odell Beckham Jr. to an unheralded one, which I think is just as huge as Olivier Vernon um, from the New York Giants on that defensive line. Um, They brought a lot of people in. The uh, the Ravens brought in huge names like Earl Thomas the third. They brought in Mark Ingram the second. Um, maybe they'll bring in. Uh, uh, you know what? What's funny? They have Willie Snead the fourth too. So <laughs> yeah. Now they need somebody to sit. <laughs> I just thought of that. I mean, I didn't even think of this. wasn't in notes. Wow, they have a second, a third, and a fourth. Um. So, and I guess they have. Uh, I guess that leaves them with. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the first. Um, so it was, that, that's really interesting. Oh, I actually uh, I just impressed myself, and that happens never. Um, <laughs> with that being said, mm-hmm. I'm giddy. It's the weather feels spring like out there. It is a new league year. The Steelers brought in Mark Barron. They brought in Stephen. Um, Gosh, I forgot his name, Steven Nelson. And they brought in Dante Moncrief, which the big needs, we knew what they were, cornerback, wide receiver, inside linebacker. Those were the big big names in the draft. So bringing in these guys, are they big enough moves, Tony, in a suddenly potent north division of the AFC to compete
0: I think so. I mean, I think they're big enough moves because, you know, there are three veterans. There are three guys that are still fairly young, and there are three guys that have started in this league. So, you know, and, and I think they can come in and do a, a decent enough job. I mean, they're not going to put them over the top, but they can definitely come in and, and compete. And, and Steven Nelson especially, I really like that pick because – or that signing because he's a veteran corner. He's coming into a second contract. You put him alongside Joe Hayden, boom, that secondary looks a lot better now.
1: So you wrote a, a fantastic article this week about uh, Stephen Nelson. The Steelers bringing in Stephen Nelson ended up being a, uh, a perfect Steeler move. I'm not sure exactly uh, what you called it, but can you elaborate on that?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I said it was a, a, a solid, he, he's not a, he's not a big splash signing. People aren't going to go, Oh my God, the, the, they they won free agency because they signed Stephen Nelson. Cause that's not what the Steelers normally do, but he, he's, on the second year of his contract or his second contract, he's 26 and he's got upside and, you know, he still has room to grow. Right. And, and he was pretty productive last year. So um, he, he, he's like, like Mike Mitchell, you know, Mike Mitchell, he didn't live up to, to Brian Clark. He wasn't that kind of player, but when he came in here, I mean, he, he looked like he was going to be that kind of guy. And I think bringing those kind of players in here, players that are young, players that have already been productive and they're coming under you know a second contract. Then I think you're going to hit on the more than, than you miss. And I think uh, I, that's that's what I really like about this deal. It, it it's a, it's a guy that that you put you're going to put him right alongside Joe Hayden. He's probably going to start 14, 15 games, you know, barring injury, 16 games. And 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 he he makes the secondary that much better. He makes it deeper because you don't have to worry about. Uh, Bring in guys like a Cody sensible. He can be he can be a good depth guy for you now. So uh, I, there's a lot of reasons to like that deal. I think.
1: Now you brought up Brian Clark, and I was uh, saving that before you brought him up. He was the guy I was going to talk about when the uh, 2006 free agency period was going on. Um, right after the Steelers won the Super Bowl, they they lost Chris Hope. And they brought in Ryan Clark, and at the time I'm like, who in the world is this guy? And I live in the, uh, I live in Redskins territory, I live in Steeler territory, and uh, Raven territory. So, and at the time it was a Redskin, I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is. And I thought I knew a lot about the the Redskins. And I was like, eh, whatever. I mean, just another bum. Bring him in. I felt the same <laughs> way when they brought in Brent Alexander. In free agency, and he was pretty good for the Steelers back in the uh, early 2000s. Um, in that great 13 and three 2001 season, he had four interceptions, and he was really good on the back end. So, not, the reason I bring that up is you don't need huge names in free agency; you need pieces of the puzzle, and the Steelers have always been really good at that. And I remember, I think it was 2009. When uh, the Redskins brought in Albert Hainsworth for just a ridiculous amount of money, it was to, the you you expected them to go on and say we just won free agency. So I was listening to uh, uh, Redskin radio at the time before I discovered iHeartRadio and and uh, Radio.com to listen to Pittsburgh radio online, and I'm listening to it, and they're like, "What a horrible move! These guys were." really upset, and one of the things that they said is, why can't they be, why can't the Redskins be more like the Steelers or the Patriots and bring in piece of the puzzle guys? Bring in not, not the biggest names, but guys that just can help. And this free agency hall really seems like guys that can help, piece of the puzzle guys. So when you're talking about piece of the puzzle, Dante Moncrief, is he a number one receiver? People are laughing at me. They're like, oh, so Dante Moncrief's going to replace Antonio Brown. (laughs) No, he's not. He's not going to come close to replacing Antonio Brown. Dante Moncrief needs to replace either the third wide receiver or Juju Schuster. That's what he needs to do. He needs to push James Washington in camp and push himself to go ahead and go after that number two spot. Juju's in that number one spot. Juju is not Antonio Brown. However, he could be in the arena, somewhere among the landscape of a great number one receiver. He reminds me so much of Heinz Ward, and we talk about that all the time. And Heinz Ward was a the guy they kept trying to replace. As you recall, he wasn't just a third-rounder. He was the second third-rounder picked in the 1998 draft. In 1999, the number one selection of the Pittsburgh Steelers was a wide receiver from Louisiana Tech, Troy Edwards. In 2000, the number one pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm talking, I believe it was uh, number eight overall. It was that high. It was Plexico Burr burris a wide receiver out of michigan state and they kept bringing in guys to replace heinz ward and heinz ward outlasted them all so when i see a guy that wants to be a stealer for life and has that same kind of uh you know juice with the fans um that's why i'm i'm in love with juju Look, we're not hoping. To, we're not saying you have to replace Antonio Brown. You just have to be the number one option for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Dante Moncrief as a number two will take people away, take double teams away from Juju Smith-Schuster, because this is a guy. I mean, he's big, six-two, and he's fast. He could take the the top off of defenses. Sure, he's going to have some some drops. But you're not going to want to le- leave him alone too often, Tony. Are you?
0: No, I mean he's he's big, he's physical, he, he can get downfield, and and it, it, hey, if he was good enough to replace Antonio Brown, he would not have never made it to free agency. He, he would he would have been a, a franchise he would have been franchise tag. Just ask Le'Veon Bell, right? Those kind of free agents don't make it to free agency. So we talked about this before. You're not you're not looking for for him to get 100 catches. You're looking for him to get 60 or 70. Or, or 50, whatever you know, you, you, it's more going to be like a team effort now. And and he makes the receiving core better than it was last week. And you know now you have a veteran presence on the other side of Juju Smith-Schuster, and and you have Eli Rogers back in the fold as, as your slot guy. You have uh, Switzer now. You have you have obviously James Washington. So your receiving core going into the draft, uh, before the draft is even here, looks a lot better. And and I like it, you know. I I, I like I like the fact that they went out and they found they, a number two guy who who's, who already has played with a good quarterback in, in Andrew Luck in this league, and he's going to be playing with the best quarterback of his career. And who knows? Maybe he he maybe he you know, it's another Jericho Cotter. He He's a, he, he's a nice veteran receiver who when he's a free agent in two years, you don't want to see him go.
1: You know, that's that's very well said. Now, my next thing that that you kind of segued into is the fact that you're looking at the draft, and uh, I don't think that's just those wide receivers you mentioned are going to be just the guys that they go into uh, the season with. I still think they're going wide receiver early in the draft. Um, I don't think uh, they can go cornerback very early in the draft, and I don't think that... Uh, they're going to be able to go inside linebacker early in the draft now because, you know, the stock with free agent moves, the the stock has just really skyrocketed for guys, the Devons, for Devin White and for uh, Devin Bush. And a lot of people would love to see Devin Bush drop to the Steelers at 20, or they'd love to see the Steelers trade up for one of those guys. But I think – I think you might have to trade up to 12 because with Burfecht gone from Cincinnati, they were already linked to an inside linebacker. Now it seems like they're definitely going to go one of these guys early. So, you know, what are you thinking here? Do you think that uh, with Mark Barron being in the fold and having Bostic in the fold as well makes them not have to go inside linebacker, makes them not have to trade up for an inside linebacker, save the defense, or do they still no, need think, to do that?
0: I mean, I think the thing about, about these three moves is, you know, you, you, you add, like I said, you add veterans to each position, guys who can come in and start right away, but what it also tells you is you can still go after each one of those positions early in the draft, And but like you said, if they're going to go after one of the Devins, they're going to have to move up, but they do have 10, 10 picks, uh, this time around, and, you know, what are the chances of all those guys making the team? Very slim, right? So maybe they package, you know, their first and maybe one of the thirds. How many thirds do they have? <laughs> I don't even know. So and and move up to sure. the, okay. So maybe you pack package one of those and you move up to the, in, into the top fifteen. You know, you're not, obviously not going to be able to trade with a Cincinnati or any, anybody like that. But but if you can get, if you can get up there and and get a Devin Bush because you're probably not going to get Devin White. He's probably gone. Way too early, so I think you know you could. Those three positions are still on the board, but if they if they're going to go inside linebacker, I don't see I don't see them them being able to get one unless they trade up or unless they reach, you know, at this point. Because it looks like there's only two from what I can tell that are that are uh, good enough to be drafted in the top twenty. But I could be wrong. I'm not I'm not certain. I'm a draft expert.
1: There's a kid from Alabama named Mac Wilson, who is, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's projecting more of a second rounder. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's a guy that uh, they can go ahead and, and get in the second round. Um, I just think there's a huge drop-off from the Devons to e- anybody else in this draft. And if it's a Devon, I don't care which one. I like Bush just as much as I like White. I think these guys are both really, really uh, promising prospects. But keep in mind with the draft everybody's a promising prospect if you're looking at them being a first round pick and we see first rounders fall off. And you're also looking at the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers just brought in the seventh overall pick from I believe it was the two thousand twelve draft. They just brought this guy mm-hmm. in. Um, or maybe it was fourteen maybe it was two thousand fourteen draft. But so they brought in a guy that it wasn't 14 because 14 was uh, when Tampa Bay selected uh, Evans, Mike Evans. So it it wasn't then. So it might be 12 or 13 um, when he was brought in. But you know, Mark Barron now his presence does his presence now make it that you that it's not a horrible thing if you take a, a wide receiver in the first round now.
0: No, I think I think you could, you could definitely uh, go that route, especially if the two Devons are gone, which they're almost certainly going to be. You, you know, you, like you said, you can get a Mac Wilson in the second round at this point, unless his stock rises. Um, so yeah, it, you could definitely go at go receiver or corner and not and not feel bad about it because those are still two positions that you have to you need high higher pedigree players, you know, for for twenty nineteen and beyond. So. No, I think I would. I think they can still land a veteran receiver in, in free agency, like a Jordy Nelson or somebody like that. But even if they still do that, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they if they went out and targeted a receiver in the first round, and 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 selected him. If if he's if if the player meets the if, if it's if it's a, if it's of great value, of course, it, it, the value has to be there at, regardless of what position you don't want to reach, and you're not really prone to do that, so. But I, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to that right now. No, no, not unless Devin Bush was there and, and they bypassed it, which would just blow my mind.
1: I that would blow my mind as well. But I think each one of these guys bringing each one of these guys in makes it so you can go best player available in the first round now, um, where you're not. I mean, because Mark Barron Mark Barron doesn't solve all of their problems, Tony and we we both know that, but uh you know, I also remember a situation when the Pittsburgh Steelers brought in a former first round pick who was the eighth overall pick in a in a draft, and that was James Ferrier, and he solved problems for a lot of years I'm not saying Mark Barron is potsy in any way, but i uh I think the bringing these guys in makes you go ahead and feel more comfortable about getting the best player out there. And that could very well be a position that we haven't talked about. And that's a tight end. They can do TJ for the second time in third year, three years and go TJ Hawkinson from uh, Iowa. That guy looks like the next Gronk.
0: Well, if they can, if they can do that, then they get my, they have my blessings. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's another position they probably have to try to find a a veteran backup uh in free agency now that uh jesse james the outlaw is gone so you know i know vance mcdonald's still pretty young and he still has a couple years left on his contract and he has sort of a breakthrough year last year with them but
1: uh if they can find
0: find the next (laughs) Gronk, sign me up
1: Now, you know, so the bottom line of the whole thing is that, you know, you're not desperate at at draft time like you were last year. It seemed like you were, and you were desperate for an inside linebacker and didn't even touch it um, just because the chips didn't fall to you. So this is going to be a really, a really interesting uh, next uh, five or six weeks leading up to the draft. And I feel so much more comfortable going into the season than I actually do last season. Now the losses and the losses are well publicized. Um, You know, of course, Le'Veon Bell, you lost him, but here's the thing about, about Le'Veon Bell. You lost him a year ago. You didn't have him last year at all. And they filled that hole. Now can, can it be done again? Um, But, you know, I, I just don't know. Um, I I just don't know if he can keep going. I really hope he can, and I know he has the heart to go ahead and do it. Um, but or m- that might be a platoon. We talked about a situation before in 1995. They go to the uh, they go to the Super Bowl. They lose in the Super Bowl, but they go in the Super Bowl with two guys that weren't Barry Foster. They were Eric Pigram and they were Bam Morris, and they got them there. So nice. maybe Samuels and Connor could do the same thing so when you say you lost two of the best players in the league you really didn't you lost one because you really can't count Le'Veon bell maybe i might be crazy but he was already lost to us um then you look at antonio brown yeah that is that is really a tough set of shoes to fill however you know, it looks like they have a plan in place. And I guarantee you there's going to be a high draft pick there. And at this point, if they go wide receiver number one, no one's going to complain at this point because a week ago, actually four days ago, three days ago, before the the Mark Barron thing even uh, possible, I mean, it was inside linebacker or bust. Now it just doesn't seem to be. And there are some huge options at wide receiver there um I, I think that would that would be absolutely amazing to get a guy like uh DK Metcalf. I don't think he's going to be there. I think he's his stocks rising just like uh Devin White and Devin Bush. But there are also there are some really big names. Um AB Brown is uh DK's you get a DK and AB um no not AB, AJ Brown. Is it AJ Brown or AB Brown? Um, I think it's AJ, actually, um, for uh, for Mississippi. And uh, he's along with Metcalf there. He wants to be the next A.B. in Pittsburgh. He said, just give me a different number. I would kind mm-hmm. of love to take uh, A.B. Brown and give him 84, so <laughs> just to laugh at all the people that just burned the jerseys. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got two, and I, I'm not burning them. Um, but I will give you one if you want one, Tony. I mean, I'll, I I'll give you that, and I'll give you my. Uh, I, I still have uh, a Jarvis Jones <laughs> that, that I still mm-hmm. have around. You can have my Jarvis Jones jersey as well. Um, it's not too worn, but you know. So I mean, so many options for the Steelers. What What's your feeling though? Can Can they hang? With the Browns, with the huge upgrade that the Browns made, and can they hang with the Ravens, bringing in Earl Thomas and uh, Mark Ingram?
0: I never thought that. Well, as far, as far as the Browns, I never thought I'd be asked that question. But uh, yeah, I think they can. I think they can hang with the, the Browns and the Ravens because they still have they still have the the best quarterback in the division. And, and as we all know, the, the 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 league is driven by quarterbacks. I mean, it's just that's not anything groundbreaking. But, yeah, they can, hang with, they can hang with both of those teams because, first of all, you know, you and I have watched a lot of football, and we've seen a lot of super teams get put together in the off season, and those teams not really do much in the regular season. I mean, it's, 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 it's more common than not, actually. So, you know, I like what the Browns have done. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Beckham, and they have a, they have a great young defense. There's no question about it. I mean, how many sacks and takeaways did they have last year? And Baker Mayfield certainly looks like the real deal and, and now you put you, you had another um weapon alongside Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubbs and, and that tight end that they got so they are they could be a formidable foe but you just don't know because Baker Mayfield's such a, a wild card yet because he's only going into his second year as far as the Ravens has there ever been a, a better marriage than and Earl Thomas I mean he's he's like the perfect Raven defender but <laughs> Lamar Jackson you just don't know. You don't know what he's going to do next year because he's so unproven as far as a passer in this league. He just is. You know, he can. He can, he's proven he can do it with his legs. You know, but you just don't know what he can do with his arm. You know, in a full season until until he proves that he can do that, then I'm not I'm not going to be too high on the Ravens. So yeah, I think the Steelers definitely can hang with both of those teams. I think they can still find a way to to. Beat both those teams off for the AFC North. I'm not ready to, to concede uh, annual supremacy to either one of those teams just yet.
1: And another thing about the Ravens is uh, they still have a lot of holes to fill. Um, they've got to do something at wide receiver. And in fact, I think they need to pick a wide receiver in the first round of the draft. Uh, I think that's paramount because they're really bad at wide receiver.
0: We, we were yeah.
1: j- joking about him just because of uh, the number in his name, but Willie Steed fourth is their best wide receiver at this point. And the other guys, and I, I got to tell you, I feel like I know football and I know a lot of players, but this name is, is just, I mean, the names on the depth chart right now in Baltimore are just, you know, a picture of anonymity. They really yeah. are. So, uh, the, I mean, the Ravens made a big splash with two huge names, but I just don't think huge names are what that team needs. I think they need more puzzle pieces as well. But that's just my opinion. And the Bengals, the guys, the Bengals have been bringing in, wow. I I don't know what's going on there. Um, hmm. But it's it, – it just looks like I, I I've seen fantasy owners that could probably run a team better than how that team's being run right now. I just don't know if they have any rhyme or reason at this point. Um, so with that being said, that's the state of the the uh, AFC North, and it looks what? like and I'm going to ask you one more time. So you you think the Steelers can go ahead and not only hang but win this division?
0: Oh, I absolutely, think that they can they can do that. Yeah, I mean they, you know, you mentioned uh, the running back position. Well, I mean they proved last year they can replace Le'Veon Bell. The only question is, can James Conner stay healthy for a season? So I'm not really worried about that. They have they have the best offensive line, or one of the best. They obviously have a great defensive line. Their secondary just got better. You know, the only question is, you know, can they fill that? Can they can they make up for the loss of Brian Chazier? You know, with a second. Free agent last year they tried with John Bostick. it didn't quite work out so well, they tried with Morgan Burnett it didn't quite work out as well as they thought. Maybe Mark Barron can can, can come in and and play both of those roles because that's what he's known for. You know, so the only question after that is can they can they replace Antonio Brown? No, they can't. But can they make up for him? Yeah, I think they can. So I I, I do think they can hang and they they can compete and and be a playoff contender if not more this year.
1: Are the moves done, Tony?
0: I mean I don't know how they do it. I mean I don't know how Omar Khan does it. <laughs> it seems like they had nothing left in under the salary cap, so I'm I'm but I mean they've been kicking the can down the road for so long that I, I think there's still room for them to to bring in a uh what like I mentioned earlier, a veteran receiver, you know, like a Jordy Nelson or a Randall Cobb, you know, if they're if they're cheap enough or a, a veteran backup tight end I think they have to, to go after Somebody there Because I don't think there's really much Behind Vance McDonald And maybe even a veteran running back As an insurance policy I la C.J. Anderson last year Because, you know, after James Conner and, and, and Jalen Samuels There really isn't a whole lot there That I can remember from From the end of last season So, so no, I don't think the moves few more pieces well, at, me, at the I... right price
1: I'm sorry, you cut out there a second. I thought, I thought you were done. Um, I apologize. And you know I'm a big Seinfeld fan I, uh, I, on the show and on articles. And I'm going to quote Seinfeld one more time. And uh, I say this with a, a staunch record of heterosexuality, but I love, and if I were single, I would marry Omar Khan. And you know why? Because he would balance the budget in my house. I would never have – the bills would be perfect. We would have a great budget, and I would be saving for retirement, and I'd be in really good shape. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I hey. seem to lose Tony there. I, I'm still here. Oh, there you are. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear your response to that, my friend.
0: I'm just saying he's a wizard. I don't know how, how the man does it, but, I mean, whenever Kevin Colbert, if he does decide to hang him up, there's your new general manager. And even if Kevin Colbert stays around for the next 20 years, I would try to – I would pay Omar Khan whatever he wants to stay in his current position because I don't know what they would do without that guy.
1: I would make Omar Khan a president – or a vice president of the team. <laughs> that's what I would do. I would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have him, <laughs> there you go. That, that's how. And you know what? I might not be able to pick him out of a lineup. I don't even know if I've <laughs> ever seen Omar's picture. Um, I, I know I've seen him in the media guide. I'm sure, but the guy is just a genius, and people He's just brilliant. don't realize that. Um, but maybe, maybe he would just come and hang out with my wife and I, and and just balance our budget and and help us get a retirement plan. I guess yes. I need Omar Omar Khan's help. So the uh of all the stealers that that I'm pining after to hang out with, it's now Omar Khan. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's what we've learned here today. That's right.
0: Turbo <laughs> Tax, he's better than Turbo tax.
1: <laughs> I can tell you about my my tax problems right now but that, that's for another time. And that's probably mm-hmm. for uh you and I sitting around with a few beers. Um <laughs> but at that point lo- looks like that's time to wrap it up, I think. <laughs> After that said. <laughs> um hey, it was it was a great conversation tonight, Tony. I, I really appreciate it. Um any last uh any last uh comments for our uh or are listening public? Well, I don't, I don't think uh,
0: – if I had to say one thing to listening public right now is the Steelers are being sold short because they, they have what the, of the players that they lost and players that other teams have gained. But we've been down this road before, and I wouldn't sell the Steelers short. They know how to run their team. They made three solid moves this week, and they're not done with the draft. They're not done with free agency. Things you're looking up for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I wouldn't be surprised if they surprise us all next year with a nice run.
1: I like that. Now, with that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. What are you working on this week for behindthestillcurtain.com? Anything exciting?
0: Well, I wrote read, I read an article yesterday about. Um, uh, gosh, I forgot already. I, I've been so busy with life. Uh, I, I read. I read about the whole Josh Josh Harris. Ridiculous accusations so that should be coming, coming to a, a article near you. And I'm going to write some more about Jesse James, Levy on Bell, Antonio Brown. I'm sure people will be will be thrilled with all that. Mark Barron, I have something in mind for him. So I have a lot of good thoughts rolling around in my head. I just have to get around to uh, to writing them.
1: Always good stuff when the name Anthony DiFiio is attached to it. Be sure you check it out. Be sure you check out BehindTheStillCurtain.com part of SB Nation for uh, basically all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Now, when I'm saying Pittsburgh Steelers needs, I'm talking about commentary, breaking news. I'm talking about a little bit of satire that you hear there and there. I'm talking about polls, flashbacks, some memories, and even sheer idiocy with the uh, byline of Brian Anthony Davis, which – when my name's attached, you never know what you're going to get as well. But with that being said, you know I want to thank you all for uh, hanging out with us on this. Uh, I believe this will be a Tuesday when you start listening to it. Um, this is recorded on Monday, but I hope uh, you have a fantastic week. I hope it becomes more and more spring um, wherever you're listening to this, and uh hope you uh, tune in next week as well. For Tony DeFio, we're behind the still curtain. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. You, my friends, have just been hung over. Good night.